1: I know that human beings and fires can coexist peacefully. This without finding. Petri
0: dish. Hey guys, welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. I'm Sean. Now, if you listened into the last episode, and if you haven't, do it. But if you have. Then you know. Oh, mm. okay. (laughs) So last episode, we talked about regeneration. And we talked about regeneration, non-bacteria. We don't care about that. Talked about regeneration in animals. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Specifically last time, we talked about Hydra and Planarians. But no one's impressed by that, right? Because they're like little itty-bitties. I know they're not bacteria, but they're kind of like bacteria. I mean, like, we just, whatever. They're so small.
1: Yeah, they're kind of distant from us, you know? Because the Hydra, they're part of the Nidarians, Right. And that's like fucking jellyfish and shit. Right. And planarians are flatworms, Mm. platyhelminthes, and those are pretty far away, too.
0: So, you know, the question begs, Sean, are there other animals that can regenerate
1: large parts of their body? Yeah, so it's like, let's creep in closer, right? Let's get closer and closer to humans. Right. And this time, basically, the two big ones that we're going to be chatting about are sea slugs and their self-decapitation. Right. And then we're also going to talk about zebrafish. Mm Mm-hmm. And all the random shit that they can lose. Very cool. Well, this week
0: on Petri Dish. <laughs>
1: Last time that we were talking, the cases of regeneration that we brought up, the hydras and the planarians, were ones that you can chop up into a ton of little bits, and then they'll all regrow into entire new living animals. Right, right? these are not quite microscopic animals. You can
0: see these guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're just really small. You know, we're talking like a centimeter, maybe an inch or something like that. Right, and you can't really regenerate like that once you get bigger, right? I mean, come on. Right. Well, kind of. And so oh. so the first one that we're going to talk about today is sea slugs. And the sea slugs are a really good example of this kind of process called autotomy. Okay. Yeah. And autotomy is like self amputation. All right. A lot of times to avoid some kind of predator.
0: Right. Okay. So it's like if you were, it's like Highlander and you cut off your own head because you know that the bad guy's going to get you anyway, right? Is that that how that works? (laughs) Yeah, well, that would be uh,
1: autotomy, right? There can only be one. Yeah. So, examples of autotomy that, like, maybe people know better, something that we're going to talk about next time, lizards and their tails. Right. Right, that's autotomy. A lot of insects can undergo autotomy. They can lose a leg, especially if, like, it'll help them escape from some kind of predation. Right, and then they can just grow back later. Yeah, yeah. Right. So... Sea slugs are actually a really interesting topic for Autotony because, yeah. yeah. No, no, you go first. There's a really recent
0: story about them. Okay. I mean, a sea slug is just like a long, like, like a
1: squishy stick, right? I mean, what would you even lose off it? So they don't only look like long, squishy sticks. Sea cucumbers kind of just look like a, Uh, just like a little, like, fucking tube thing, right? right? But, like, sea slugs can actually look kind of like slugs, in the water, right? You know I mean, They're like just they have, little, they have like little antenna things. Yeah, they got like little like swimmy, like. But it's like,
0: under the sea, so they got orange sometimes and some dots, right? They're yes. like prettier. Yes. They're like prettier than Earth land Earth slugs. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Terran slugs. <laughs> Uh, but um, <laughs> I was I'm sorry. I was thinking about StarCraft, and when I say Terran slug, like, it made me think of like an upgrade for like Marines or something. Oh, and they turn you into know? slugs? No, like like the slug of the rifles. Oh, get like a higher, yeah, higher yeah, caliber yeah. or something. Yes, yes.
1: I'm excellent. sorry. That's great. Um. Oh, okay. Well. Anyway, so what about sea slugs? Yeah. Okay. So they were in the news recently because there was this PhD student in Japan, Mito Sayaka, and she was checking out her tank of sea slugs. What do they use? Why are they researching sea slugs? Biologists well, like to research all kinds of shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think
0: it's for food, right? Because I literally just recently watched this uh, YouTube thing, so it's just so real yeah. about the sea slug like market. Mm. And now because sea slugs don't necessarily grow in the wild as quickly as you would want to replenish, you know, exhausted populations, like the market is really restricted right now i see and so hey man you figure out how to grow some sea slugs okay you're in the money right? yeah there's like dozens of people that would buy them no 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 like <laughs> china <laughs> like like east asia dude <laughs> like that would be bank
1: all right? right? <laughs> it's not all about america buddy if i were to have a guess yeah i would g- guess that what they were studying in this lab is kleptoplasty okay what's that klepto is like stealing yes and plasty in this case refers to the chloroplasts Mm. That sea slugs, some species of sea slugs, love to eat algae. Okay. But while they're eating the algae, instead of just digesting them, they also steal the chloroplasts out of the algae. Wow, okay. The chloroplasts are the part of the algae that does photosynthesis, right? Right, of course. So they'll steal those chloroplasts and put it into their own cells. Oh, that's cool. So, first of all, those sea slugs turn green. Right, Like okay. uh, Like a plant. So they got a lot of chloroplasts then. Yeah, yeah. and... It seems that those chloroplasts will do some photosynthesis in the sea slug. Interesting.
0: All right. All right. Um,
1: So I'm assuming that they wanted to study that process. Yeah. So the sea slugs that she was looking at, Alicia Marginata. Okay. And she had noticed in the tank that somehow one of the sea slugs had become decapitated. All right. Okay. Violent slugs then. Well, it was very surprising. Yeah. They don't normally run around getting decapitated. I didn't know they had teeth. Yeah. (laughs) For what? Well, to decapitate. I mean, how do you decapitate a head if you don't have something sharp? (laughs) So you just assume teeth would chew the head off? Well, they don't have big (laughs) swords. Or claws or something. I don't know. Do they have claws? No, they don't have any (laughs) of (laughs) that. Anyway, what was even more surprising was that it wasn't just a decapitation. The head, separated from the body, was actually swimming around the tank. Wow. All right. Seemingly All right. oblivious to the fact that it was not attached to a so body. So many anymore. like basic questions I have about this. <laughs> How does a head swim? Yeah. So it basically was doing kind of like a drifting and then like a little bit like kind of like a back and forth twitchy motion. Right.
0: So you can imagine if you're a scientist, you're watching then at first. You're like, oh, wow, that's decapitated. And then you notice it and it's jerking around.
1: You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. And like, <laughs> like jerking around in the sense of like it was definitely going in particular directions. Right. And then it was kind of like moving its way over, Wow. trying to munch on some algae over there in the corner. Wow. Yeah. So how does it decapitate, or, or like what decapitated it? Yeah. So it decapitated itself. Very cool. All which right. is nuts. Still and, no claws or teeth involved. I was about to say how, <laughs> right? Like, what seemed to have happened was in the neck area, yeah. it just kind of pinched off. Wow. That's cool. Itself. Okay, okay. And separated its head from its body. Yeah. Its body, by the way, was not swimming around. Yeah. But was kind of twitchy. So if you poked it, its body could still react to poking. Right. You know some Buddhists could do that. Which part?
0: Well, so like, (laughs) you know, one of the things about especially early like disciplehood in Buddhism is you can't be uh, taken by lusts, right? Yeah. And so early Buddhists, I mean, this is only written. Right like we don't have like you know scientific proof of this Yeah, sure. but it's written in a lot of the early sutras that they could pinch off their dick ah. if they were confronted by beautiful hindus Great right and so okay <laughs> right are and you then, doing it right now Well because it's such a clean cut you could keep it I mean, and just, reattach it later I'm just saying, be careful Yeah yeah I mean, you don't know what you could do <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so I have this metal thing in my hand now so just don't flick
1: don't flex that muscle down there too much Right maybe you, I'll you don't don't know pinch it happen. off Yeah exactly Oh dick okay so this head it was just going around and it was hanging out and the thing about the anatomy of sea slugs is it's not that different from us right in the sense that the body has all kinds of organs that we would normally consider important right like a kidney and guts and a heart right which was beating right this is not like with hydras you're like, eh, whatever. Right, exactly. There's like all sorts of organs. There's organs in there, right. and they were definitely separated from the body. Okay. When this sea slug pinched its own fucking head off. So its head died, right? No. All right, no. The body died. The all body right. with all the organs besides the head, mm. that's the thing that died. Mind over body. The head grew an entire new body. Mm. An mm. entire new one. Yeah. Uh, mostly starting with growing a heart. That's what Descartes did. Which part? <laughs> Descartes, you know, cut
0: off his body and grew a new body. Okay. Yeah, because you know Is that something about I think therefore I am? No, yeah, he wanted to prove his Descartesian, Descartesian, Descartesian philosophy, right? Cause yeah, I mean, wasn't he the guy who argued about a duality of mind and body and how 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 they are separatable ideas? <laughs> And, you know, some guy was like, you sound dumb. And he was like, well, watch this. And he cut off his body and then <laughs> grew a <into> new <your> body. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> took, took a bit to get here. Took a bit to get here, but it's okay. I still like it. Uh, I, I probably got Descartes wrong, too. I don't even think that's a true story. It's apocryphal. Probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you think Spinoza. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's okay. chopping bits off. I don't know why I know any philosophers. Um, mm. So, the head basically closed up its wound in about a day. Yeah. Because there was actually a wound in the spot where it separated itself from its body. Okay, that makes sense. But it healed it. It healed it up in about a day. Wow. Which is like, like part of that's impressive, but also, you know, if you have a cut... It's you, the like, least impressive it's okay, part. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it, you, you'll scab over or whatever. Right, 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 right. Okay. It's like watching Iron Man and being impressed that he's a billionaire. It's like, <laughs> that's just kind of the premise now, right? So about a week in to not having a body, it grew a new heart. And wow. that heart starts beating. Wow, okay. Okay. Creepy. And then in a little under a month, it's got a whole body now. Right. So, first of all, why the fuck did it do this?
0: Right. And second of all, it's so impressive. You know, if you convert Slug to human years... That's like if you took ten years to grow a heart after cutting your head off, right? I mean, like it's amazing that uh, <laughs> that's just their sense of time. Well, it is a pretty long time to not have a heart, right? <laughs> so yeah, that, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, humans don't usually survive past like a week without a heart, right? <laughs> yeah. or like maybe shorter <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. or longer. <laughs> we don't have to do medical advice. On yeah, this we don't. <laughs> the science isn't finished yet yeah, on yeah, how yeah. long a person can live without a heart. Yeah. So why right how, why how is that possible yeah or, so, or, or, okay okay do why first i guess yeah the how we know the least about yeah Yeah. so the why there's a lot of supposition about this most animals use autotomy as a way to escape predation right there's a predator coming an insect has a leg stuck in a web right it can just like pop that leg off right and be like fuck it and you then I mean?
0: other animals use it as a way to escape low self-esteem Right, like if you have an ugly tail, you get rid of it. Right, <laughs> grow a new one. If you have an ugly leg, and your mantis get a new mantis. You know, like liposuction. Right, like all these things wow. are ways to help our self esteem. Uh, so, is it psychological or is it uh, to <laughs> evade a predator? In the case of the sea slug,
1: yeah. So it doesn't make sense for it to be avoiding. External predation. Because this was in a lab in Japan, and the only predator is the Japanese. Yeah, and... <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and uh,
1: and out of the group of sea slugs involved here, the sacoglossins like <laughs> Alicia marginata and Alicia atroviridis. Okay. These sea slugs, they don't really have natural predators. Right. There's not really anything that's super into eating them out there in the wild. Okay, And also, usually escaping predation is like a imminent threat kind of situation. Right. Like... There's a bird grabbing your tail, right? And you need to escape as a lizard, right? Right. Like, that's like in the moment,
0: right? You're not a lizard and you like get a cancer diagnosis and you're like, I get better,
1: get rid of my tail, (laughs) yeah. And see, in this situation, the head separating from the body action is not immediate, right? It takes hours, right, for the head to actually separate from the body, so super not useful, yeah. If you're trying to run away right away, your head's not getting detached right away. It's going to take too long. So what the bacon bits, man? Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, girl. So one thing that they found was that if they took these sea slugs yeah. and they infected them with a parasite. Okay. Then the sea slugs were more likely to pop their own heads off. Ah, all right. Okay, so How much more likely, though? Yeah, so so is it like one of those things
0: where they change the wording of a poll? It's like, do you think DC should be a state? And you change the wording, it goes up like three percent, and it's like that's supposed to mean something.
1: And you're like, yeah, it's better mean shit. Is it like that? Like, or kind like of, a lot more slugs? It goes from zero percent, <laughs> okay, <laughs> to like five to ten percent. Okay okay. okay, okay, and then a bigger chunk of the slugs, instead of decapitating themselves, will dissolve a part of their body. Okay, so they'll do kind of something right? kind of similar, if not quite as dramatic. Right, right. And so, definitely having this endoparasite in there, this parasite hanging out inside their body, mm. seems to kind of stir them into some kind of action okay, to try to get rid of that parasite. Sure. And, and then
0: the action can be arranged from dissolving
1: something to full-blown jettisoning the whole rest of the ship. Right. All right. right. Which is, you know, it, it seems like that is an option that they are able to handle, right. is just fucking detaching the saucer section off the Enterprise and right. just, like, fucking going full-blown. Right. Well, now that you bring up Star
0: Trek, that, I can finally visualize it. <laughs> but, uh, so, okay, so the why, that that's pretty
1: plausible. But how? I've been trying for years, and it just won't work. Yeah, so it's really hard to say. In terms of the physical aspect of how, they seem to just, like, kind of weaken the cells in the neck area. Right. Kind of along a particular breakage plane. Okay. Which is actually very similar to lizards, in that lizards have a built-in spot where their tail is supposed to come off. Right. So it seems like these guys kind of have a built-in spot where their heads are supposed to pop off. Yeah, but come on. That's like if we saw a ghost...
0: And I'm like, how is there a ghost Then And you're like, well, light enters your eyes. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, but
1: why is there a ghost? Sure, sure, sure. The only reason why I mentioned that is because when they wanted to experimentally force these guys to pop their heads off. Right. They took a nylon string and they just kind of tied it around their neck. Wow. And then just left it there. So, it's not like they, like, tightened it super tight or anything. Mm-hmm. But just having just, like, the light pressure of the nylon string on their necks. Wow. Made it so they popped their heads off. Wow. That's interesting. But how can they survive right. not having a fucking body? Right. And so, this is where kleptoplasty that we mentioned earlier yeah. might come into play. Right. Okay. So, they've stolen chloroplasts. Right. So, they can just make their own energy in their
0: fucking brain.
1: Yeah. With wow. sunlight. And so maybe they're just making the sugars and shit using those chloroplasts. And maybe that's enough energy for them to survive not having their fucking guts to be able to digest shit. What about a heart, though? Don't they need, like, oxygen and shit? Yeah, so, you know, having a circulatory system probably helps out a lot. Right. Um, You think they're just, like, a little dumber? Well, so what's interesting, a lot of things that are in water... Yeah. Sometimes are able to survive through passive diffusion of oxygen in the water.
0: Right, and these guys, they're like way bigger than what we've talked about in the past, right? But they're still a few inches or something. Right, they're a few inches. Right, so they can a little more
1: osmoticize their oxygen. They they might be able to get the oxygen going on where they don't need like a full-blown circulatory system running. At least just for the head. Yeah. And for like a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? And by the time the week is done, the heart's there. It's the first thing that comes back. Right. Right. So like they're regenerating that as quickly as possible. Yeah. And then they handle getting the guts in there, handle getting the kidneys in there, you know, all of that comes later. Fuck. <laughs> right. Let's talk okay. about a generation. Well, Yeah, yeah. I so mean, so that shit's wild. Crazy. That yeah. shit's wild. Okay. And it's very cool. Yeah. But at the same time, admittedly, any kind of slug still feels pretty distant from us. Okay. They are, for example, not even fucking vertebrates. Right. right? They don't have a spine.
0: Right. So Spines are where we're getting a real tricky business, right? Because there's all sorts of nerves that are running down spines. Like, I feel like whenever I break my back, my doctor's like... Ooh, came real close this time again, buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's just, you know, a subtext here is that, like, clearly we don't regenerate well. The other subtext is, I love you.
0: Oh, yeah. I said it!
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. we're, <laughs> just, we're just making it text now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad writing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, But, like, we don't do it well. Mammals, in general, do not regenerate well. At right. some point... Things get shitty at regenerating. Right. And so we're going to move it closer to us now. Yeah. This next one, the one that we're going to finish the episode out on, is zebrafish. Right. They're kind of fish. They got a spinal cord. They got vertebra. Right. They're little fishy bros. So let's take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about zebrafish and their regeneration. The magic regenerating vampire fish. Huh. Cool. Because okay. vampires regenerate. <laughs> yeah, but they and don't it's like blood. These are zebrafish. Uh, That's not even, it's not the same word. Zebras don't regenerate. Fuck. All right. (laughs) Let's take (laughs) a break. (laughs) The following is an actual advertisement. Hey true crime listeners, check out our podcast I said goddamn. We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by two besties who like to share messed up cases that make you say goddamn. Every Sunday we try to one up each other's story by sharing a horrific case the other has never heard of. Along the way we splash in some wildly inappropriate jokes and colorful language. Listen every Sunday from any of your favorite podcast directories. Also follow us on Twitter at @ISGDpodcast or visit our website ISGDpodcast.com.
0: You know, whenever I hear planarium, I think of, um, not Timothy Leary. (laughs) No, you know, like... Uh, I'm the You know the fifties guy, the sixties guy, the element song. You know what I'm talking about. Come on, come on, Jack. Come on. <laughs> yeah. come on the first the winner. No, I don't know then what, the two I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's the, it's the guy who did jingle jangles, like fun science little ditty bitties, like in the fifties and sixties. He used to be a nuclear physicist. He invented the jello shot. And he would like play silly songs on the piano that were satirical. And he in Mrs. Shells. Oh, uh,
1: you're talking about the dude that Dad talked about one time. Yeah, and Shells Clark
0: forced. To, well, I mean, you were the first year that our chemistry teacher forced us to to memorize the song, so we learned the elements. It, this- it, so, so when I hear planarium, it, I guess it's because it sounds like Plutonium, maybe. I mean, maybe that's all. This is really coming to, but I don't know. It just it makes me always think of that song.
1: This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you don't get it. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck. I don't know this dude's name. Anyway. All right. <laughs> okay.
0: So, so, so far we've talked about all sorts of different animals that can regenerate. Yeah. But now we're kind of crossing a great divide from, you know, weird looking squishy shit.
1: Yep. To stuff with bones. Yeah. Bones Bony on, bitches. Bones on the inside. Yeah. 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 And so we're going to start out. This time talking about zebrafish. Okay. Next episode, we'll talk about salamanders. Right. And we'll talk about lizards. Right. And we'll talk about humans. So zebrafish are named zebrafish because of their regenerating qualities, and <laughs> just just like the zebra, their, their herd <laughs> mentality. Right. <laughs> it's why you see so many zebras with like bites from lions out yeah, of them, yeah. but they're healing. You know How what else I mean? would they survive <laughs> so many lions everywhere? Right. They're called zebrafish because they got stripes. Right. Okay. The little, cute little fishies, and we
0: use them a lot in science.
1: Oh, a shitload. Yeah. I was reading a little history about them. Apparently, as a model organism, they only started getting popular in the '60s. Yeah. But they've become very popular right and one of the reasons uh is that they're cheap as shit right they reproduce pretty quickly and they're see-through for like a shitload of their life right like their eggs are pretty much see-through their larvae and kids are pretty much see-through cool and so makes that easy you can see all kinds of shit going on inside of them right it's a good thing there's not like a nation
0: or an ethnicity of humans that were see-through or we would like probably have started using them in the 60s and 70s too huh
1: yeah, or there was, and we've already wiped them out. That's really true. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably uh, a but, footnote in Hieronymus. But because of a lot of really cool ways that we can kind of examine them, they get used a lot for developmental studies, mm-hmm. like how an embryo turns into a larva, turns into an adult fish. I get used in developmental psychology studies a lot. <laughs> yeah. How a fully functioning human turns into <laughs> me. I don't know about developmental psychology, but evolutionary psychology. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> why why do Nathans like butts? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Can men evolve back? <laughs>
1: the Nathan <laughs> Allen case study. So uh, they also get used a lot for toxicity studies. Their organs are somewhat similar to ours, and they have a lot of the same kinds of genes as us. Okay, cool. So they're really great for all kinds of studies, and one of the things that Kind of became clear in the 60s and 70s is also they can be used for studies in regeneration. Awesome. When you look at adult zebrafish, they can regenerate all of their fins. Pssh. So if the, you know a fin gets chopped off for whatever, they yeah. can grow it back. Whatever. They can grow back parts of their spinal cord. Oh, that's pretty cool. They can grow back their retinas. I did that. I don't think so. But yeah. So and you they, don't know. Me. They can also grow back part of their brain. Okay. The part that corresponds to the cerebrum. Boy, I could use that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they can grow back their kidney and a huge chunk of their heart. Okay, not the full heart. Not the whole potato, but like a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, really high percentage. That's pretty cool. And that particular part, the heart part, is pretty trippy and interesting. Well, what is what happens to the heart in other similar animals? Right, so like let's say we get a heart attack. Yeah. And when you get a heart attack, that means that blood flow is cut off to a part of your heart. Right. And that part of your heart dies from lack of oxygen. Mm. Okay. And those cells in that area, like the heart muscle cells, which are called cardiomyocytes. Okay. They die and they have to get kind of cleared out. Okay. And then in their place in that area, other cells called fibroblasts come in and they lay down a bunch of collagen. Okay. The reason does the collagen turn into new heart cells no the collagen is kind of more there as like a a quick patch right. in that spot because your heart is beating and there's a bunch of blood flowing through it all right if there's just a spot where a bunch of cells got lost you might pop a leak right. in your heart so they put down that collagen to try to seal up that area right but basically that collagen is not as squishy or movable right as the rest of your heart it and so never fully regenerates or it's heals. just scar tissue right it's exactly the same as scar tissue so you just have a scar on your heart right and that affects your heart's ability to beat properly yeah. That changes the blood flow it changes the strength of your heart and you know we've all
0: had scars on our heart
1: you know, yes. we, we've all
0: felt those those feelings. and Yeah, I and watched so, WALL-E. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Up. Oh, uh, Peter Gabriel. Pixar fucking has done a
1: number on my heart.
0: Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Tough. I have so much scar tissue. Probably died 20 <laughs> years younger of, because of Bug's Life. And I know I'm weird. <laughs> that Bug's Life is the thing that really got to me. But I cried like
1: a bitch. It's not Bug's Life that had Woody Allen, right? Was it Ants that had Woody Allen? Yeah, Woody Ants on? had Woody Allen. That was a rough year for, for insect movies. There's a lot going on.
0: They're, they're both good movies. You, you oh, were
1: they both good movies? Dude, they're...
0: They're classics. All right. No, so, uh, I remember ants being very intense. I remember when I was a kid watching. There's like a war scene where like there's like termites finding ants and there's just shit blown up. It's like D-Day. <laughs> and I remember being a little traumatized by that.
1: Yeah. Plus, you were like an entomologist. You truly loved bugs. Right. And so seeing bugs like assassinate each other was yeah. like not great for you. Yeah. Part of my brain died that day, and I'm not a zebrafish, <laughs> so I couldn't regenerate. <laughs> that. That is. So a how do they
0: do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah so, but, so. But anyway, we're talking about the heart.
1: Yeah, and the main thing is that in humans, but then also in all mammals... Right. Your heart does not recover from a heart attack. And most fucking fish, probably, right? Like, really, like, most... Probably a good number. Yeah, most biddies. But with the zebrafish, they take you the next step. Right. What's interesting with the zebrafish... So, at first... Scientists figured out, like, oh, shit, they can regenerate. Like, if we cut out a chunk of their heart, they can grow that heart back. Right. Right. And so they were like, wow, that's crazy. Maybe they don't have fibroblasts. Right. Maybe they're not creating the scar tissue. Right. If only we could get rid of scar tissue. Right. But Hmm. after some really close examination, they found out, oh, not only do these zebrafish have the fibroblasts, but they definitely form the collagen scar tissue. Right. So they go through the same process we do. Right. But then... They go on to the next step, which is the fibroblasts will send out signals to the remaining heart muscle cells in the area, the cardiomyocytes. Okay. And they tell the cardiomyocytes, some of them, to stop what they're doing and to travel back in time. Oh. To what's called de-differentiate, which means change from being a cell with like a particular career, Mm. go back being more like a stem cell right full of potential right right and then once they de-differentiate they turn back into stem cells to divide and make a bunch of new heart muscle right and so then they start producing more cardiomyocytes to replace all the ones that were lost during the heart attack right and then they rebuild that heart man you know i wish you hadn't said career uh during that because um
0: it just making me think about college majors <laughs> and, and existential study, dread now studying math and shouldn't have blown off algebra like what? What? All on downhill you know you're not using that algebra <laughs> i could if i was i think i'd i think i'd be in a different place what <laughs> <laughs> probably be in a library what just right now do math <laughs> What?
1: <laughs> Not none of this lines up with uh, my idea of your existence, but that's okay. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> oh, no, I like I like you the way you are. Uh, just a thrall to my
0: own stupidity. No. Okay, but so that's pretty incredible, though. I mean, like they can actually tell their own cells to to go back in time. I mean, I don't want to say it like
1: that. Right, right. I mean, you know, I said the back in time thing, and clearly I hope everyone understands they're not (laughs) actually traveling back (laughs) in time. (laughs) But they are going through sort of like a reverse of the normal development process. They're going from what we call terminally differentiated cells. That means cells that are like, hey, buddy, you're going to die in this job. You know what I mean? Right, (laughs) right, 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 right. Like, from that position and then turning back that development clock to being more stem cell-like. Right. They're doing career
0: retraining. We close the coal mine, but you actually are going to learn code, buddy. Yeah, it's okay. you can
1: still have a life after the coal mine. Right, right, right. And so that is what they're doing here. And so a big question when we're studying the zebrafish is, how come they can tell their cells to do that and we don't? Yeah, we just, just, yeah. Because, hell... All mammals enjoy using our hearts. Why wouldn't we continue to regenerate? Yeah, presumably if you could do that, wouldn't that like change the whole game, wouldn't it? Like it'd
0: change some things, yeah. Yeah, you'd be like werewolves, right? You'd be like regenerating all the time, right? You'd be like Wolverine. Yeah,
1: sure.
0: I mean, because it wouldn't just have to be heart cells, right? Can't you do that for like fucking a
1: lot of things? For for all the juices, sure. Sure. And so first of all, what I would say is when they dig in And look at these cells and what kinds of proteins they're making and what kind of signals they're sending to each other. All of the signaling pathways used are ones that also exist in mammals. Okay. We have all of the signaling stuff required. Okay. The question is whether or not we ever turn them on outside of development. Right. So for us... These are mostly things that we only have turned on during the process where we're an embryo and we're kind of building all the things in the first place. Yeah. And then they pretty much get turned off in adults through epigenetic silencing in our DNA. That's annoying. Yeah, it is a little annoying. I will say that there are some cases where they get turned back on, Right. like for example, during cancer. Right, right, right. Um, But that's where the cancer turns them back on, right? Right, that's especially galling. So one thing that is clear from zebrafish is that zebrafish compared to like mice or something have a lot more ability to change their epigenetic state. Wow. So if they need to, they can say, oh, you know, like all this stuff that we have turned off as adults, let's go ahead and turn that back on temporarily. Right. Whereas we're like a
0: person who like has lived with like a new OS system for so long,
1: we don't know how to go back to 95 Yeah, we're stuck in our ways. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you know, basically, that is, that seems to be one situation where they're different from us. Do you think Buddha, like, could do that? You think Buddha, like, could, like,
0: epigenetically turn him
1: back into a child?
0: Yeah. Do you think that's, like, what enlightenment and nirvana is, man? is like you can like you can like fucking imagine a single fucking
1: gene like whoop, right to a single <laughs> gene right and you're like open. Oh, <laughs> you could uh, die is, is, like, isn't that what up? the and jesser do in dune yeah i think basically that's, that's right? like the can't, whole idea can't they tell like
0: a single sperm be like go right exactly <laughs> yeah. right like that that's that's what they're doing is they're like
1: they're like digging in deep yeah they're like turn on that gene
0: yeah cool idea that's a classic refrain in a lot of writing is frank herbert did it <laughs> <laughs>
1: He was a a goofy bitch. (laughs) Another potential clue as to why zebrafish can do this, and we have a hard time, is that zebrafish cardiomyocytes are what are called diploid. Okay. Diploid means that they have two copies of their chromosomes. Okay. What are we? Uh, So most of our cells are diploid. Mm -hmm. Our cardiomyocytes are not. They have many copies of chromosomes. That's weird. That is weird. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> why would the, we even want that? I don't totally know. Mm. This I think, is kind of a God in the gaps problem. This well, is it, like God wants that and like, I don't know why. It's a little mysterious. Right. It's a little mysterious. Uh, what I will say is like it's pretty common amongst mammals huh. for their heart cells to be multinucleated and to have multiple copies of their chromosomes. Does that make it harder to like cancer-fy it? Because like... Uh, what it might do is it might make it so that you can have bigger, longer cells, because it's like, if each nucleus is kind of like a command center, you can have, like, multiple of them along a long cell. Okay, i play Tiberian Sun. I- I- am I'm- I'm chewing what you're saying. Right, 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 right. So that might be one reason why, but I don't think it's totally settled, and the fact that zebrafish don't might mean nothing- or it might mean that it's easier for them to de-differentiate. Wow. That, like, since they're just diploid, they don't have this complicated shit with, like, a shitload of nuclei all over the place and, like, fucking way too many copies of the chromosomes. It's just easier for them to turn back the clock to a stem cell, which oh. is also usually diploid. That's pretty cool. So, you know, maybe that's got something to do with it. Damn. And then the last thing that I would say is that zebrafish tend to keep growing slowly over the course of their adult lives. Okay. And it's just because at some point they their adult life ends... Yeah, and a violent cataclysm. Yeah, and I mean, out in the wild, they get eaten by something. Right. But yeah, you saw so like, so they they just kind of gradually keep growing, and so it might be the case that evolutionarily speaking, that is linked up to the fact that like they want to keep around the ability to make all of their organs bigger over time. Hmm. It's like uh, I'm a bigger fish. I need a bigger heart. So right. I just need to keep around the ability to make more heart cells. Huh. Whereas uh, our hearts, when we're born are like a pretty big percent right. of like how big our hearts are right. when we're adults and, at a certain and then certain just grow a little bit and then stop growing.
0: At a certain point, for some reason, you're just hard capped at 5 foot 8. <laughs> and like, you know, no one's told you why. Uh, but you you're good that. 5 foot 8. It's a very <laughs> sumptuous 5 foot 8. The audience didn't have to know that <laughs> <laughs> you were talking <dumb> about yourself.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well that's pretty incredible though. So, so those are two animals we're getting, we're get, we're baby stepping closer and closer, or goose stepping, if you will. No, <laughs>
1: closer and closer, <laughs> closer
0: to, to to American democracy. Closer and closer to uh, uh, humans. Fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, Joe. We next week we're gonna talk about a little bit. <laughs> damn.
1: You, you have so many other accents you're not good at. Why not just pick one of those <laughs> but okay so
0: in our part three wow look at that part three of regeneron
1: is we're going to talk about lizards and shit great (laughs) great (laughs) yes we're going to talk about salamanders Uh, as a sneak peek salamanders can lose a shitload of body parts i had no idea that's cool because I, I, I know about lizards more with their tail thing, but right. salamanders, you can pop an arm off. Right. It's like, don't, they don't give a shit. Yeah. So
0: we'll talk about those animals who can lose less things. I mean, this is pretty obvious. Each animal we talk about progressively loses less things effectively. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a big hop with salamanders and lizards. They can lose all sorts of crazy external limbs. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll
1: end on talking about humans. Right. And why we suck. Right. So, like, what can humans regenerate? Right. And then... Are there any potential avenues that, like, scientists are looking at for, like, is there a way that we can use some of this fucking knowledge from hydras and planarians or some kind of shit? Yeah. To, like, help us out? You know, like, fucking Nathan needs a new hand. That's true. Can we get him a new hand? You know, some kind of shit like that? You want to hear a crazy thing is my sperm regenerates.
0: (laughs) I don't make sperm right. i've had i'm like it's like it's like yeah 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 like i'm like i'm like eggs in an ovary is i was born with a certain amount of sperm and they just regenerate repeatedly over time because get this they're triloid right so they got they got three <laughs> <There's> so <many. laughs> they got three chromosomes <laughs>
1: First of all, this, I mean, this is really fucking stupid, but but it would be triploid anyway, so you said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we're going to have to go ahead and cancel this episode yeah. where it is. Uh, let's thank Stacy Song, our sound lord engineer and animator.
0: Well, yeah, Stacey's starting to pump some stuff out. Everybody keep an eye out for some new animated content.
1: Yep. And let's uh, also thank Brian Allen for some of the artworks. Sir, good luck in Santa Fe.
0: <laughs> We're going to miss you. Uh, don't be tripping on that peyote too much, brother. Come on, brother. Let's storm the capital,
1: brother. You can reach us at, <laughs> Dish, Podcast. <laughs> at Dish Podcast. At Dish uh, on Twitter, PetriDishPod at gmail.com. If, for some reason, you want to give Nathan money, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash Petri sign up for like a buck a month, and uh, it's going to go into trying to, trying to pay for some kind of uh psychiatrist for Nathan or something like that, <laughs> get, the, get the demons exercised. Let's go take Fort Knox, another job, and Velveeta, brother. <laughs> Come on, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, brother. I gotta be honest. I hate this less than the Cajun one. <laughs> Sorry, I, we're, we're making progress.
0: I'm gonna give you like a chiller dog. <laughs> oh you
1: <And> a whole lot <laughs> of Wait, What are you doing? <laughs> brother. <laughs> it's not homo, brother. <laughs> the the word, worlds are merging. Uh, okay. So I hope you guys come back for next time where we'll finish out our series on regeneration. Mm-hmm. Tune in next week on Peaches, brother. <laughs>
0: Just to...